how can you make your food budget stretch just a little more? How could you? It's a good question. I wanted to know. Abby Sharp knows. She's a dietitian and CEO of Abby's Kitchen in Toronto, and she joins us now. Thanks so much for your time tonight. Thank you so much for having me. So these are, I mean, I was at the grocery store uh, yesterday uh, before before the show, and I'm like, wow, there's not much here, and uh, nothing's on sale. Uh, it, it, you know, we're heading into winter in Canada, Canada, always a tough time when it comes to groceries. Uh, what are you seeing out there? Is it as bad as I'm, bad as I'm pointing out? <laughs> Unfortunately, I agree. It's been rough. It's been slim pickings out there, especially for some of the traditionally uh, more nutritious foods that we look for, like the lettuces and things like that. So I know people are definitely struggling to put a healthy, balanced meal on the table. So what what can one do? I mean, there are ways, uh, certainly, I guess, waste not, want not was perhaps at the top of the list. Yeah, I mean, it's a really great plan to always kind of do some meal planning and meal prep whenever possible. So, you know, I see meal planning and meal prep as a way to kind of take the guesswork out of dinner on some of those really hectic evenings. So it just makes you more likely to eat what you actually have on hand rather than kind of making some of those impulse decisions uh, later on to order in or to kind of like, you know, put something together that maybe ends up costing you a lot more. So if you don't, I find if we don't have a specific plan for ingredients that we pick up at the store, we're much more likely to let them kind of like sit in the fridge and rot before they actually get used. So, you know, when it comes to meal planning and meal prep, a lot of people think of it as just kind of like making one meal and then having to portion it out into Tupperware for the whole week. I don't think that that's realistic for a lot of people because we all get bored of eating the same thing every single day, especially if you've got a family to feed who have, you know, different needs and likes. So what I like to recommend people do is to make big batches of meal components. So like I make a big batch of, of rice and I make a big batch of, you know, uh, chicken breast and roasted vegetables and then mix and match each week to make different meals so that you're not stuck in that rut with the same meal every day. Yeah, I guess that can be the off-putting part of it is sort of thinking I'm going to be eating a stew for the next six nights, right? That's the that's yeah. The... Nobody, and and that's the thing. And then once you have that that idea in your head, you're more likely to just say, "Oh, well, I'm sick of stew. I'm going to just order in on Uber Eats." Yes, yes, exactly. Um, storage, though, I mean, I, I think a lot of us who live in smaller places struggle a bit with storage space. I mean, I. We have a small fridge, we have a small freezer, and there's just not a lot of room for stuff. What do you recommend to people? I guess finding ways to store things is probably the most important thing here. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, I think that's why I think it's uh, a much more realistic idea to put together those meal components so that, you know, you've got all your chicken in one container rather than having to have five containers or six containers in the fridge for each meal or multiple containers, kind of, if you've got multiple people in the house that you're trying to feed. Um, but then when it comes to just like making those meals, you know, on the fly, very quickly, very efficiently, you do want to focus on some of those those more inexpensive ingredients that you're able to source. So rather than focusing on meat and poultry, which we know is going to be more expensive, I do recommend choosing plant-based proteins more often. So, you know, the pulses, legumes, um, you know, beans, whether it's dried or canned, are always going to be a lot more cost-effective than buying poultry, meat, or fish. And if you do want to opt for 
for meat, then I do recommend buying whole cuts and then doing the work yourself. So that might mean like having to take the skin off your own chicken breasts or, you know, taking the bone out or, or using cooking with the bone in rather than always buying all of the meats kind of pre-chopped into individual components. That is going to save a lot of money um, and it just takes a little bit of extra effort. Yeah, yeah. Imagine doing something because you are paying for that work to be done, right? You're paying for the convenience, of it, right? So you have a little more time. Yeah, and time is money. So I understand that that's a that's a consideration for a lot of folks too. Um, but in terms of saving money at the grocery store, I think that's a really good tip. And then when the vegetables come into play, because again, we're seeing outrageous prices for things like lettuce right now, right. and for folks who you know we're 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 going to be or trying to eat more healthy and get in those greens and get all those vegetables. I understand that that's a concern. We're not going to have our salad, right? So the good news is, is that there are so many other alternatives that are just as nutritious, easy to get in those nutrients, but going to cost a lot less. So fr- uh, frozen vegetables and frozen produce in general, frozen fruit, frozen berries, really great cost-effective option. And they're also, mm. especially in the case of frozen berries, a lot more nutritious because they're peak they're packed at the peak of perfection right why do they get such a bad rap when i was growing up sort of frozen stuff because i gather it's yeah i gather it's not that bad no it's actually in a lot of cases even more nutritious because you're not paying for it to be shipped from California, where it's being picked, it's underripe, it has to be, you know, transported along a long way. And by the time it gets to you, it doesn't even taste that good. So you're better off buying frozen berries, for example, throwing them into a smoothie, when we know that those berries were picked in, you know, July, and therefore they are maintaining that actual flavor and that nutrition a lot more. And the same goes for for vegetables and greens, you can buy frozen spinach or frozen kale. And it's such an easy, way to just throw a handful of that into a smoothie or throw it into scrambled eggs or um, if you're making like an omelet um, I also love to throw it into like um, a risotto or a pasta dish just to kind of amp up the vegetable factor and the, and the get a little extra fiber in there and you're going to you know save so much money getting in your veg that way Right. I guess it makes sense too, because you can just take out what you want to use and put the rest back in the freezer, right? <laughs> Obviously. Exactly. And that's one of the great things about frozen and canned pro- products as well is that, you know, there is no waste because you're you're not having to have something fresh that you know is only going to last, let's say, you know, a couple days. So if you do see something on sale, for example, and you do have storage, whether it's a pantry for canned goods or a freezer, or this, you know, a uh, deep freezer for frozen goods, then you can buy a little bit extra knowing that it's going to keep for the next few months so that you can kind of uh, bust it out throughout the next uh, next few weeks for meals and snacks. Yeah, in our case with the freezers, just getting rid of some of the stuff that we'll never eat, like the bag with the two yeah. pierog- pierogies left in it that's been yeah. in there for six months, right? Um, exactly. It, it is odd, though, that we have this, I mean, have this sort of fetish with fresh right? Um, because it we, really live, is. we live in a cold country, right? So it's, it's, it's not, we're not going to get fresh vegetables, uh, or at least really good fresh vegetables and fruit through the whole year. Uh, why do you think that is? I mean, I, I guess you must get this question uh, now and then about our frozen vegetables or canned things as good for you. Yeah, and I think it just comes down to the fact that the term, the word fresh, has a bit of a health halo. It it, it has a connotation of naturalness and, and wholesomeness. And so people will always associate fresh foods with being better for you. And I think part of the reason for that is that, it, you know, if we juxtapose the concept of fresh with, let's say, processed, we know that 
ultra processed foods are potentially less health healthy because they often have more sugar, more salt, more saturated fats or trans fats. So I think that that's probably where it gets some of its um, bad reputation. But the, re the, the reality is, is that those frozen fruits and vegetables, frozen foods today are just as nutritious, if not more nutritious than fresh, depending on time of year. And uh, canned goods as well have come a really long way where you can get canned beans, for example, and canned tomatoes, for example, with no sugar or no salt added. It's just exactly you know the beans that you love but they're cooked for you so it's so much more convenient and they're just as good as you know cooking them yourself so i think that um we really need to do a lot of re-education to kind of help get people back on back on board with with frozen and canned goods yeah because food waste is such a big issue as well as you were pointing out earlier yeah, absolutely. And and like I said, the, the frozen just really does have that edge of of having that longer, longer shelf life, so to speak. When it comes to different um household sizes, that's always a challenge too. I mean, uh, if you're if you're just a couple or you're on your own, uh, or you have a family to feed, uh, I mean, we must look at the price of food differently, right? Because there are things you simply, if you're not feeding enough people, it simply makes no sense to buy certain things, right? It's, um, they're just too expensive. How, how should you approach that with in terms of trying to figure out exactly what you should be buying these days with the cost of food so high? Yeah, so I always say variety is the spice of life. And so when we are dealing with a situation where food is very expensive, I think one of the main issues that people face is just not really getting a lot of variety because especially if they are just one or two people, like you said, it doesn't make sense to buy you know, six different types of fruits and vegetables each week when, you know, you can't actually get through all of them necessarily if you're just one person. So what I always recommend is to try to switch it up week to week. You know, if you're going to buy eggplant and zucchini on one week, then next week, maybe you're going to do green beans and carrots. Um, and that way you're getting in a wide variety of different foods. You're not getting bored. You're kind of switching up the nutrients that you're getting because nutrition is a long game. So we don't need to get every single micronutrient every single day. We just want to look at it over time and ensure that we're getting a nice variety of, of different micronutrients and antioxidants to kind of get the, the best bang for our buck. And I imagine one of the other things that we do a lot is buy things you think you should be eating, but you don't, right? You, you buy yeah. something like, like, oh, I should really be eating kale, but I'm not going to. So you just sit there. Yeah. It's like an experiment in your fridge. You watch it wilt, right? Exactly. I always say healthy food is only healthy if you actually eat it. So, you know, especially if you've got if you've got kids, like be realistic, especially when, you know, budgets are tight. Now might not be the time to kind of like do a 180 on your diet and just like, you know, clear out everything that you are used to eating and enjoy eating and start kind of introducing a whole bunch of new new food. So start slow. If you're unsure if you like something or if you're going to like something, your family's going to like something, maybe maybe get it when it's on sale or if you can find it at a farmer's market or when it is in season and therefore it is cheaper and test it out, test the waters and then incorporate more often, especially if it, if it is a higher ticket item. Well, Abby Sharp, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for your advice tonight. Thank you so much.